Hello, it's Deep Focus. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. Today's program recorded April 28th, 2014. Monday night, Adam Rudolph in the studio with me talking about the Art Ensemble of Chicago. If you don't know Adam Rudolph's work as a hand drummer and band leader and composer and musical thinker, well, I hope this program's made you a fan and I strongly suggest check out his work. He's a vital force, New York-based, and you can find his recordings. Hopefully he's coming soon to a venue near you and you don't want to miss the opportunity to hear his music. So check out Adam Rudolph and enjoy the program, part three. Thank you. 
You are listening to a live recording of the Art Ensemble of Chicago. This one made in Athens, Georgia in mm. April of 1979, 35 years ago this Wednesday. Wow. And we call this show Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. Adam Rudolph's our guest, and our focus is on the Art Ensemble of Chicago, Lester Bowie, Roscoe Mitchell, Joseph Jarman, Malachi Favors, Don Moyet. And... Speaking very much to what you were saying earlier, Adam, about mm. the taking that step back to choose the roles, very different roles mm. in this set than the previous set that we heard. And uh, especially I love that texture that they were in right there when we jumped in. It's hard to find a place to – I hate to interrupt the music, but – we got to do our show, we, man. We, with you, this is this is pretty good for long form radio, which yeah. doesn't exist much in the world anymore. Speaking right? of, yeah. yeah, we're we're creating our own uh, composition That's over right. a span of hours. Absolutely, form, man, form. form. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, maybe you want to talk about that a little bit. What we were hearing. Well, the, you know, I mean, I, it's again, it's so what's you know so fascinating to me about it is this idea of this of actually thinking about the form i mean the long form the 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 whole evening as a form you know where it's like you know the the tr maybe previously people were playing um uh sets of um you know tunes right and then uh coltrane you know then these extended on a piece of music but this idea of sort of the entire evening being some uh, a, a composition, you know, actually of, of designing the form, of thinking about it, of the pauses, of, you know, all the, these kinds of things is really amazing. 
You know, Yusuf Latif used to say to me, he said, um, when you get rid of one thing, you have to replace it with something else. So what he was talking about in the, that context was that for years there had been this idea of the musicians using, I guess, what we call the Tin Pan Alley forms, blues forms, 32 bar, 12 bar, and extensions of those, using harmonic motion, uh, 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 you know, contrafactum or secondary dominance to generate the form of the music playing tunes. And of course, you know, Sun Ra, Cecil Taylor, Ornette, Eric Dolphy, so on, everybody opened up into something else. So then what else is that something going to be? And I feel that what we did, and I guess I, I feel like part of it in some way, but the, what happened in the Midwest, especially Chicago and St. Louis, was really different than when things opened up in New York. It was another kind of way of doing things, and it very much had to do with this idea of of orchestrating the music, of playing uh, in a sense of character, this, this really deep involvement in um, working with artists of other... Um, Painters, sculptors, you know, all dancers, all. So, and one of my first exposures to this was, um, you asked me, you know, about my high school experience. So, like I said, I went to the University of Chicago Laboratory School, and my music teacher, uh, Roberta Newman, was friends with Leroy Jenkins. So, Muhal, I remember Muhal brought a sextet in, and um, we used to go hear them on Sunday afternoons. There was a Sunday afternoon AACM series, but this is when the musicians would come in and perform at our school. But one time she brought, um, we had a workshop in our, so I don't know, I'm 13, 14, something like 15 maybe, and um, in music, high school music class. So Joseph Jarman and Lester Lashley and Lester Lashley's wife, I don't know if you know Lester, you know, was one of the great AACM musicians. And I, um, I think who was the other? Lester's wife who was a dancer, and I think maybe it was Douglas was with him. He had been young then, but Douglas, you were. Anyway, so we, we come into our high school, you know, it's like high school music class, right? And they've set up their instruments all over the room. They start playing. They have slides. There's some kind of slide images of, I don't even remember what, but like two slide projectors going. Joseph had brought, Joseph Jarman had brought a, uh, a pile of lunch bags. I mean, this was back in the day where you had brown bag, sure. sack of lunch. Okay. Yeah. So, so he had a bunch of them, and they had us cut out. He gave one to each person and cut out holes for eyes. And then we all, every kid in the class, 30 kids in this classroom, we all put these bags over our heads with these eyes cut out. And so they start performing, and then I think it was Diane, what's her name? Anyway, Lester's, I think it was Lester Lashley's wife, started dancing, leading us around the room. So here we are in music class, like dancing around the room with these paper bags on our heads with these holes cut in, while Joseph is, and these slides are going, and Joseph is playing, and his face is painting. That was like um, afternoon music yeah. class as a sophomore in high school. So. <laughs> Obviously, I remember it. You know, yeah, it was, yeah. it was uh, something you don't. You know, you certainly don't uh, don't forget. Leroy came in and did some workshops, and uh, you know, everybody. And it was, like I said, this was along with sort of the blues musicians who were lived nearby. You know, Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters, Otis Spann. There was like. Now I look back on it, I think, what an amazing time and place. But then it was just sort of you know, like every kid that grows up, this is just sort of what's 
what's happening, you know, it's and my uh, it's my neighborhood. Yeah. Right. And this is, this is what's going on and it's, and it's great and wonderful. And so, so it was really amazing thing though, to then just a few years later, be able to actually start playing and participating in the music myself, because then by the time I was 16, I met, there was a guy named Malawi Nerudin. And most people do not know about Malawi Nerudin, but if you ask Roscoe Mitchell or Muhal about who he is, they will tell you what a great, great saxophonist he was and, and composer. He was a contemporary of Fred Anderson's. And like Fred, really had kind of a foot in the, as we were saying before, the Chicago, great Chicago tenor tradition of Gene Ammons, uh, Johnny Griffin, and so on. And then sort of, and, and of course, Sonny Rollins' influence, and then the modern music. So I started playing with Malawi and made my first record with him when I was 17 and then met Fred through Hamid uh, and started playing with Fred Anderson around that time also. And the beautiful thing about both of those guys, and by the way, Billy Brimfield, the trumpet player, was playing with both of them, who was, Lester always said was one of his favorite trumpet players, um, uh, was that they were so... Um, generous about it you know and just like if you were sincere and interested and serious it's like come on you know and so that's that's how that um um so that unfolded so only a couple years or after sort of hearing the art ensemble and hearing these musicians being able to sort of participate in that in in and start learning about how to play myself you know so that was really great and the other thing I just wanted to say about the art ensemble that I think that really was had an impact on me and my thinking um, was that they were really a group, you know. And nowadays people have, there's a lot of, I guess you can call them projects, you know. But it's very difficult, of course, to maintain a group. Um, there's a few, the fortunate few get to work a lot and have a, have a group. But... The, the real group and and the thing is is they're that, a group like you almost expect them when they're not on stage to like wear like team jackets or something <laughs> they're like yeah. like a gang they're yeah. you know they they even had a motto right the, uh, great black music oh ancient to the future yeah yeah right how many right. how many music groups yeah. bands have a motto right right well they had a vision i mean the thing about them as a group and you know, meeting John Jackson and, and getting to know Moye and talking about the business. I mean, they had a vision about what they were doing, and this goes back to this whole idea of self-determination. For me, it was really reinforced more because I was more involved with uh, the self-determination movement when I was in Detroit with the Strata musicians who I was working with, Charles Moore and Kenny Cox, and then we were talking about John Sinclair earlier. But that idea of self-determination and the idea of the vision of what you're doing being a sense of community that's beyond just like a bunch of cats getting together and play. You know, it's like, well, produce your own concerts, release your own recordings, uh, um, all these kinds of things. Maybe release, produce other people's concerts. You know, this is sort of, say, of do, doing for yourself was really... And doing uh, for one another. And doing for a, one another. community. Yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, back to, not to... You know, but uh, I have to say the this Go Organic Orchestra, in 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 our way of doing it, how we can do it in the here and now is that's what we're that's what it's really about. Like I said these forty some musicians um, 
most of them have been working with me now since 2005, and it's not like we're running around the world raking in. I know they're not there for the money. Yeah. So, but but that's beautiful in a way because I know they're there for the love and the fascination of what we're doing. And I know the art ensemble long before they became really known. I know they spent hours and hours um, uh, developing together, working together. So the thing is, it's always been, if you think about the history of, uh, of you want to call it great black music or improvised music, so-called jazz, it's actually always been groups who have transformed the music. I mean, it's been presented because of how the media and how people like to look at uh, and sell things. So they're like, oh, it's, you know... Um, you know, Ornette Coleman. And of course, Ornette was the visionary, but it was that group. When they showed up here already, having developed what they did on the West Coast, Don, Ornette, you know, Blackwell or Billy Higgins and Charlie Hayden, Scott LaFerro, it was a group. And they, they had a sound of the, the group itself. The other classic example, of course, everybody knows about Coltrane's quartet. Coltrane's the figurehead, but... Uh, you know, there couldn't have been Coltrane without Elvin Jones and McCoy and Jimmy Garrison. And it was like, it was really, if you look at it from a non-Western uh, artistic hero media point of view, it's about those four people and, the, and that, that idea of that entity. You know, Miles' quintet, of course, and more, more than one, but of course, yeah. the, the one that we love. And so um, when we were talking earlier about Herbie Hancock's sextet at that time, that incredible group. McCoy Tyner uh, Quartet at that time and the Weather Report at that early time. But he had the, and I'm leaving out a lot, Mahavishnu Orchestra, whatever. They were groups. Yes. And the art ensemble is right in the middle of that because it was, it it wasn't just these five people. It was a group and it was a, the synergy and the magic and some kind of um, uh, mysticism that we can, you know, we could we could talk about the elements that were going on but there was something there that happened that, like we said earlier, it ultimately ended up in, in the magic, yes. you know, of what yes. was going on. That's what Don Don always talked about the, the magic. He says, "Man, that's what you, Don Cherry. That's that's what we're that's what we're reaching for." You yes. Know? And um, so that to, to me, that's the sort of the 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 crux of the crux of the inspiration of what you get. What I talked about when you move from the how, the what, to the how, to the why, and the why is really about the mysticism of it. And that's where this other element, we're talking about groups, but this other aspect of it, which is the music being an oral tradition. And, I mean, now it's moved into schools and something else is happening. And, of course, some of those masters are teaching in the schools. But my experience of the oral tradition, starting with Malawi and Fred Anderson and then I would say Don Cherry and then Yusuf Latif, my mentors, the most important things I learned from them were are not even things that can be put into words. It has to do with a creative attitude, you know. And again, the art ensemble are the ones who really cracked open that idea of like of what possibilities, what 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 can be possible, you know, and freedom and if whatever if you imagination again if you can imagine it and think about something to do and that's what technique exists for to serve the being able to do something that you can imagine to do and then having the courage to pursue it and i like i said when we look back at the history of it we think this music was inevitable but i know for a fact that it it took a lot of it takes it took and still takes courage and perseverance to pursue your vision 
that uh, is not always uh, 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 not everybody's on that bandwagon before. Mm. You know. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Too true. We're uh, we've been here since 6 p.m. Coming up on three hours of fantastic music <laughs> and insights from Adam Rudolph. We call this show Deep Focus, and our focus that. has yeah. been on the Art Ensemble of Chicago. Uh, had some fantastic music. I hope you got a chance to enjoy. And Adam, you opened some new windows mm. for me, and I hope, I'm sure, for the listeners as well tonight. Same here. We are WKCR-FM. Let me remind everybody that starting at midnight tonight, so just three hours and change, begins mm. the birthday anniversary of Edward Kennedy Duke Ellington. Wow. Okay. And we will be playing nothing but his music from for at least 24 hours, starting at midnight tonight. Wonderful. So be along for that. And uh, we've got just a few minutes left before we hand things over to the news department. We should end with a little bit more of this music, I think. Mm. And uh, I want to remind everybody, once again, Go Organic Orchestra, playing two weeks from tonight at Shapeshifter in Brooklyn, 18 Whitwell Place in Park Slope. Monday, May 18th, 7 o'clock is a workshop, 8 o'clock is a performance, and it's a stunning array of immensely talented musicians. This is something not to miss, and it will be your experience to live this thing that we've been <laughs> yammering about. You will actually be of it. Mm -hmm. So don't miss your chance to do that, or just go out and hear some great live music somewhere near you tonight. Go and, by all means... Uh, this music we've been playing tonight you will not find in your local Sam Goody record store, <laughs> which don't exist anymore. You won't find them on your iTunes, but you will find other equally marvelous recordings of the Art Ensemble of Chicago mm -hmm. and all these fantastic musicians Adam and I have been talking about tonight, and you should absolutely do that, but it's really all about getting out and being with this music live. Live music is best. That was all the ACM concerts. That's what everybody always said at the end, beginning. Live music is best. You know, support live music. There's not. There's nothing like it. It's changes. It's it's life transforming. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. We're going back to Athens, GA, April 1979. The Art Ensemble of Chicago: Lester Bowie, Roscoe Mitchell, Joseph Jarman, Malachi Favors, Famadou Donmoye, on WKCR. Mitch Goldman. Good night.